I have a favorite little sentence which yeah, used to go. kill me in the beginning of when I moved into living in the sixth district in the Milagasa. There's a there's a hall for on the top by by the the Bespanhof. I would go in there and there would be a queue, and in some ob person waiting in the queue would yell out. <laughs> Welcome to One Day in Vienna. Our guest today, Blake Sklanders. Name, Blake Sklanders. Geburtsland, Südafrika. Ankunft in Wien, 2014. Familienstand. Verheiratet, Beruf, Luftfahrtexperte. I'm your host, Lauren Love, and welcome to this podcast, where we're going to be uncovering those memorable anecdotes about this magical city that, let's face it, we all love and hate in moments. The expats featured in this show will be enlightening us as to how they navigate becoming a local in Vienna, often with a splattering of hilarious culture clashes to boot. Hello and welcome to One Day in Vienna. Um, today I'm sitting in the beautiful Café Savoy with Blake Sklanders. Hi, Blake. Hi, Lauren. So, Blake, uh, what was the reason that you are in Vienna? What brought you to Vienna? Can you tell us a bit about that? <laughs> um, love. Oh. Um, a relationship that is now in its 21st year, shall we say. Uh, and a partner who is well comes from around 80 kilometers south of Vienna okay. in the region called the Welt. So we've been back in Austria now just over 10 years, uh, in particular in Vienna, or the Vienna surroundings. Initially, it was Vienna, and uh, yeah, that's that's the reasoning. And. We're talking about people's memorable experiences in Vienna and we're trying to get like a lot of uh, culture clash stories, exciting first day experiences or memorable days. Could you tell us about your particular memorable day about this crazy city? Um, I think it was sort of re firstly re-establishing friendships or or being, shall we say, invited to the friendship circle of my partner at the, at the time, having grown up in the in the area, um, and having to spend my 40th birthday <laughs> in a city uh, that I was unfamiliar yeah. with, in a place in which, um, for a 40th back home in South Africa, if I still call it home, would have been probably filled with a lot of boozy wine and and stuff like that, and would, it became a very sensible afternoon in a in a nice restaurant uh, in the seventh district, in which my partner, bless him, you know, he knows my favourite dessert is a meringue lemon meringue tart, so he even sent he even sent the restaurant a, a recipe from a lemon meringue pie, which they had to make, which was completely foreign to them, but. You know, I didn't know about the afternoon, so it was a surprise party. And he said, just, you know, he knows how, how much I enjoy collecting vinyl records. So Vienna is just, a, I mean, it's an amazing place for that. So I go, I'm a bit of a vinyl freak. I go into all of these secondhand stores and, and I can spend hours sort of pottering around and, and, and checking what music is on offer. So after sort of 
cruising around the record shops. Shame. He had also bought me a, a new turntable uh, for my birthday. And he said, well, let's go and have a look. And then we ended up in the 7th District at that, as I said, at a, at a restaurant there. And I think the name of it was called Mark's Cafe. And there were, I would say, a group of around 20 friends, new and old. Okay, when I mean new and old, because obviously living in South Africa together as well, at a certain point in our life, we used to visit Vienna quite a lot. And we had, a, a, I would say, an, an immediate circle of friends. And when I got there and I was just thinking, he had put so much effort into, ooh, I get a little bit, you know, lump in the throat. Um, he had put so much e- effort into just the little things that he knew I liked, like the lemon meringue pie and a couple of bottles of rosé. He knows it's my favourite. And there was this great table where everything was just perfect. He had thought of every single little detail from the location, which was sort of modern funk celebrate food, to the way the table was set up. It wasn't in, in a long line when I wouldn't get any anyone sort of, I would have to move around the table to chat to people. He had made a kind of a square where we had all been able to sit and just, without moving around, just be able to have a great conversation. Um, and then he had all of these little elements of, of small nibbly bits, food prepared. And I just thought I was in such a bad space having, having moved. And what he had done for me was just... It was just so sweet. You know, sorry, no, getting a little so, emotional. That's so sweet. <laughs> and then you felt the yeah. embrace of Vienna. You're and like, okay, thought, maybe I'm a bit, maybe this maybe is my I'm home. A, I'm young. Maybe, maybe yeah. I am a little bit of a, a prat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just, there are elements that you can make your own. And he, he, I mean, he just turned it around for me. He knew I was in a bad space. He knew, he said, well, what would Blake do if he would be in Johannesburg celebrating his birth? How would he do it, you know? And let me take that under my, my sort of wing and just surprise him. Because I honestly thought it was just going to be the two of us. I just said to him, all I want to do is go around and cruise and buy some music. Thanks for the turntable. It's been, an, it's amazing. I couldn't wait to, to, to play it. Um, and then all of that had... Did you end up in Cafe Savoy in the morning? <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. So it wasn't no, that no, not on that okay, day. It was no, still no, no, it was, no, it was, no, it wasn't. But um, it was just, it was just such a super day. Yeah. Do you have a favourite place in Vienna? Like, have you got one place where you're like, I know we're sitting in Cafe Savoy, but like, is this your, is this your favourite place in Vienna, or do you have a particular spot? Okay, there's a. I love sitting in Cafe Savoy. I just like coming here because of the 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 mix of people. Yes, um, there is a sort of LGBTQI um, element to it, but that's not what it aspires to be. It aspires to be a place where anyone comes, enjoys a cup of coffee, has a great meal on a Friday evening, on a Monday morning, like right. we are here in Vienna, just enjoying the Viennese coffee stuff without the pretentiousness and the the Vinish me or the, the grumpiness of, of some kind of a, a waiter who's actually in my opinion paid to be grumpy yeah, or, 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 or gets irritated when you ask for a, a coffee and yeah the hammer drei in 20 sorten cafe yeah bitte schön yeah verlängert was willst du eigentlich 
Die Geschichte des Wiener Kaffeehauses begann gegen Ende des 17. Jahrhunderts und war eng mit der Türkenbelagerung verbunden. Das erste Wiener Kaffeehaus wurde von dem armenischen Spion Deodato gegründet, der vom Wiener Hof mit der Zubereitung von Kaffee betraut war. Typisch sind Marmortischchen, auf denen Kaffee in einer Auswahl von über zehn Sorten serviert wird. Tonitstühle, Lotion, Zeitungstischchen und Details der Innenausstattung im Stil des Historismus. Wiener Kaffeehäuser sind Orte, in denen Zeit und Raum konsumiert werden, aber nur der Kaffee auf der Rechnung steht. You know, so you have these kind of unpretentiousness, shall I say. Note, Blake is sipping a cappuccino with half a milk, yeah. which might not have been so appreciated in another Vienna coffee no, house. Indeed, indeed. Um, so I think that's why I enjoy this place so much. But if I, if I think about other places that I really enjoy, that not, not necessarily linked to gastronomy or, or, or so on. I mean, I absolutely love... And walk through the museum's quartier, sit down and have a cup of coffee and just think to myself, it's such an awesome place to be where people are just sort of free to not worry about things, elements such as security, elements of, um, of well-being. You know, you've got so many opportunities in a place like Vienna where you can, they say the Vienna is... You know, there's always a place, an extension of your living room where you can find a feel at peace. Yes. You know, walking the city at night for anyone is... Yeah. Nobody even thinks to think that you could potentially be unsafe. Yeah. Okay. It just doesn't happen. You know, if you go to anyone who's working, say, for instance, a police or a sanitator, these are people who are here to help you. Where I come from, sometimes going to to the police or, or something like that in times of trouble, your your support is probably zero to nothing unless they're wanting some kind of backhand or or whatever. It just works, and I feel comfortable now. I didn't in the beginning. I thought maybe it was too structured. It was too regimented. Um, but it actually isn't. It was just my perception. Yeah. It's also changed a lot. It has. It has. You know, you've been here, you said 10 years, I've been here 15. It's changed dramatically and for the good, really. I, mean, oh, I think so. Both, I think so. you know, there's obviously... From what I hear from the 80s and the 90s, it was quite a dirty city. It was... Uh, There was a lot of dog feces everywhere and, and so on, which... <laughs> we'll keep that uh, And the reason why, I, the reason why <laughs> I say that is because we have dogs and, you know, yeah. and I find it, you know, people need to pick up the, the thing. But Should I think, be a DNA test. Uh, yeah, so, okay. It, but it was, it was a problem in the 18s and 90s and everyone recognizes that. In Wien muss Hundekot von der Hundehalterin oder dem Hundehalter beseitigt werden. Das gilt für den gesamten öffentlichen Raum, also auch für Grünflächen, Wiesen oder Hundezonen. 
Die Stadt hat als Service über 3600 Hundekotsackerl-Spender im öffentlichen Raum aufgestellt. Wer das sogenannte Sackerl fürs Gackerl nicht verwendet, kann mit einer Geldstrafe von 220 Euro belegt werden. music but it's also very much free uh, bubbling anyone can do be themselves and that's what i like and what's your relationship like with with german you mentioned that your partner is, is you know obviously austrian speaking mm. um, but do you do you do you speak german do you have yes, a yeah I speak okay german. and german what's your fluently. relationship okay so you're fluent i am fluent in it, but i would say our home language It's Denglish. Um, yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> just weird. It's just weird. How, you always have a relationship language, I would say. And I would say our relationship language is mostly English. And it's just because we've been together so long, yeah. of 21 years. And when I, when I met, met him, I didn't speak a word of German. It was in 2002. And I, because I spoke Afrikaans coming from South Africa, I mean, I studied in Afrikaans, although my mother tongue is English. Um, I went to university and studied in Afrikaans there. But I was trying to compensate my knowledge of Afrikaans and trying to apply it to German, and it was just a mess. It was a complete disaster from beginning to end. I, I theoretically had to erase my Afrikaans knowledge and I had to restart this whole thing, learning German. And I just thought, uh, this is a massive undertaking. And then, then that was in Düsseldorf. So when I speak... When I speak German here in, in Vienna, um, sometimes people think they can't quite place my accent. Is he German? Is he Austrian? It's, it's a bit odd. Um, and then when I'm, because I, I sort of work between Austria and Germany, and then when I'm in Germany, they, they will think I'm Austrian straight away because <laughs> then I come up with these words and like, um, you know, Schauen, you know, Schamadazan, you know, that, that's, that's not Austrian, you know, uh, not German, sorry. Do you have a favorite Austrian word, actually? I have a favorite little sentence which yeah, used to go. kill me in the beginning of when I moved into living in the sixth district in the Millergasse. There's a, there's a Hofer on the top by, by the, the Westbahnhof. And let me say this you don't hear this in the neighborhood I now live in at the Hofer. But I would go in there and there would be a queue and some ob person waiting in the queue would yell out, <laughs> and I would just go, oh my God, gee, you know, 
Am Land, wo wir leben, jetzt ein bisschen auf dem Speckgürtel, du würdest nie jemanden jemanden von der Back hören, als ob es wie ein kind of right zu einer zweiten Kasse wäre. Used to astound the bitter me. never really feels like no, a bitter, never, does it? No, I no, no, no. It, it was just, it was just, <laughs> every time I would turn around and give the look of death to this person. I mean, these people are also just trying to do a job, you know. So I think there are a couple of other words. I mean, the classic, I mean, oida can be used for everything, you know. But um, as an ex-smoker, shall we say, um, the word chick. Yeah. Oh, God, you say, uh, what is a chick? Yeah, just cigarette, bitte. Yeah. So there, there are there are a lot of little quirks. I think one of my my favourite thing, and and my partner comes from a region around 80 kilometers south of of Vienna in the Buckelgewelt. I mean, that's a whole other dialect. I mean, that took me years to understand when his parents were talking to me or or, or something like that. I mean, the things like libel, you know, like. <laughs> Or fieti papa posse. It's it's all very it's very charming in a certain way. You know, so um, in the beginning, he would always say to his parents, you know, please speak Hochdeutsch to to play because the dialect. And they'd say, well, they'd rather speak to me in English uh, than try and speak in Hochdeutsch because it just doesn't work for them. It just doesn't feel natural. Yeah. Blake, thank you so much for being with me here today and sharing your really really touching story with us. Very well. Auf Wiederhören. Thank you. <laughs> you love Vienna too and want to learn German? Inner's Vienna will get you there. Vienna's best language school offers a variety of courses and trainings at different levels, at different times, and at different intensities. All information about Inner's Vienna and today's guests can be found in the show notes. And there we also explain all other German words, terms, and Viennese areas from this episode. Thanks for listening. Auf Wiederhören.